Hello, and welcome to the Swift Talk. I'm Kate. I'm not so Swift, Sam? Yeah. Yes. That's who you are. That's me. Today, tomorrow, and every day. In perpetuity. Uh, so I've been avoiding you all week. Yes. Because I wanted to do this on the podcast. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's my favorite fun fact of the week. All right. Uh-huh. You guys are going to lose it. Do you know that the New Hampshire State House voted on Friday morning to secede from the country? <laughs> I did read that. <laughs> so, so we're we're no longer New Hampshire's going to the Republic of New Hampshire. Unfortunately, only thirteen state reps voted in favor of it of the four hundred we have. Mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was crazy that uh, there were people saying, "I can't believe we have to vote on this." <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> Including, can Taylor Swift write our national anthem? One nation under what was the face of the old man of the mountain. (laughs) I think they actually tried to do this in California at one point as well. I think a couple states have tried. I'm just fascinated by it. Would our governor be our king? Would he still be a governor? Would we be like Monaco? Yeah. Are we going to, instead of being surrounded by three states that allow legal marijuana, it's going to be a a different country that allows marijuana and we're just still not allowed. We're still not allowed. Live (laughs) free or die, not live free or high. Yeah. Live free or die, but just don't be high. What happens to Maine? Well, Well, I think Maine would probably try to come over the border and get us for some reason. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or, or like like the mayor of like, uh, you know, Martha's vineyard may want to come over and bomb us to to acquire our land for (laughs) no apparent reason whatsoever. Hey, those lobster traps didn't just walk out of here themselves, brother. Mm Mm-hmm. I think Maine would be like, bye guys. Good luck. You guys barely, ta- you guys barely talk about uh, Taylor Swift on this podcast <laughs> anymore. It's not true. We're going to talk about White Horse. I just had to share that fun fact with our listeners. I enjoyed that you said that you've been avoiding me all week so you could surprise me with this. Yeah. I am surprised that yeah. it's not worth avoiding me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to tell you before. Right. Yeah. Yes. Because it's fun. If Taylor Swift wrote the national anthem for New Hampshire. Right. The country. Right. (laughs) Would we be like the Republic of New Hampshire? The nation state of New Hampshire? Would the federal government ride in on a white horse to save us? We'll have to ask our our leaders in Concord. (laughs) All 13 of them? That'll be great. That'll be great. 13 out of 400. New Hampshire with the largest house. It's the fourth largest governing body in the world. It's too many. You know, those $100 a year paychecks really makes me want to be a state rep. Anyway, now that we've digressed and I've gotten that out of my system. Yeah, it was quite reckless of you. Let's uh, (laughs) saddle up. Let's make sure our shoes are clean. Get your brittles ready because we're going to be talking about White House. Horse. What? White horse. I've done the wrong information to study. Perfect. You hit pause, we'll hit pause, and we're going to listen to White Horse. Well, guys, what do we think? It was 2008. It was a simpler time. We were being reckless, but we were raging against the world. We had no idea it was going to change even further. 10 out of 10. Sorry, I read that wrong. Zero. Oh, my God. This is probably probably my least favorite Taylor Swift song that I've heard so far. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Good news, everyone. Sam's a fan. Nope, read that wrong. Terrible news, everyone. Oh, okay. Hold on a second. This feels like 
it hints back to those two songs that we heard, I don't know, a hundred episodes ago <laughs> where there was the, you know, uh, woman's point of view song and then the guy's point of view song. Tis the damn season and Dorothea. Okay. And yep. when, you know, she's looking back in the rear view mirror kind of thing, uh-huh. I felt like we were hearing those two songs in a now together. Kind of, yeah. Is that on the same album? No. This one? No. no. This After is or before? early, early Taylor. This is album two. Okay, so she's That's still country. That's album nine. Yeah, so she's still country, right? Because yeah. this felt like, like a country pop song, but it also feels like those two songs that we heard a million episodes ago. Everything all relates back in the Taylorverse. All these little Easter eggs. And Sam, you don't like the song whatsoever? I can't believe, I mean, I didn't think you would like this song, but the vitriol. I, I, I'm I'm looking over the lyrics. The composition's simple. Incredibly simple rhyme schemes. I get the composition. Yeah. I get the narrative. I'm just, I feel none of it. Uh, so, I didn't like how uh, not too slow, but also not medium paced it was. The simple design of it. This little background vocals, I just none of this got me, and it also just made me like, mm, this is lacking. Do you know this song is a Grammy award-winning song? Well, 2008 was a simpler time. <laughs> the world wasn't as complex. That that's fine. That sure, I can see why. And sure. his and his new nickname is not whatsoever Sam. <laughs> I, I'm. Wow. I mean, look, conflict is great for our podcast. I'm down, but. <laughs> I'm just a little shocked, highly amused, it, and a little shocked. I have never seen you react so negatively to something, it has, and we have been through some things. This has all the composition of the things that set me off about a Taylor Swift song. Okay. R- the repetitiveness. Okay. The uh, rhyme schemes that uh, should have happened or could have happened and did not happen. Eyes, yeah, Eyes, check. Eyes, Eyes, Eyes. I got lost in your Eyes. And what I like to call uh, uh, the Shyamalan factor, the old Taylor Swift switcheroo, where <laughs> just by changing a little bit, just give it a little, little just a little pepper, just a little tweak, a little salt, a little mayonnaise sprinkle on that, it goes from what you've heard twice already to, oh, now it's a new point of, now it's a, just by, okay, to come around. <laughs> Is how we usually say everything. Oh, to catch me now. And I get it. It's like, this is the person being like, you know, I'm waiting for this person to rescue me, but you know what? No, I'm not the person who needs to be rescued. This is the person who's going to try to get me, and they can't even catch me now. Just like these simple little things, but these happen in so many of her songs that for me, it's just, it's irksome, borderline tiresome. Like, I feel like it's repetitive. <laughs> derivative. Oh, okay, that's true. And Kate, you and I, eye to eye, Jason, eye to eye, we all get to have our little differences. I've said nothing. I know, but I'm just letting You're you know. You're that uh, I want to say so many terrible things right now, but I want to just come from a place of constructive criticism and not just be a bad mouth there. Sam, who hurt you? Actually, you know what? I know the answer to that. It was a white horse. <laughs> this white horse kicked me in the head when I was seven years old. I know. It explains so much. So, Kate, why don't you tell us a little bit about the song? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little afraid. Um, so this song is written about a relationship that never was. Mm, okay. 
um, in the video, which I spared you from, I thought about suggesting we watch it and then realized I've already done that and you guys were gracious enough. But in this relation, in this Taylor version, she um, is actually the other woman in a relationship. So this is this a fictional relationship? Is that what you're saying? Or is this a relationship that could have happened, but she's not addressing it? It could have happened and she's not addressing it. She wrote, I thought this was fascinating. She, um, in the video, she was the other woman. And I think we've been in kind of a little bit of a rabbit hole where we keep exploring the fact that like Taylor kind of goes all around the narrative of cheating and being a part of it. But she said about this song, when we were little girls, our parents read us storybooks. And we think that Prince Charming is going to come along. It's going to have a white cape on and it's going to put us on a pedestal. And the bad guy wears black, and we always know who that guy is. But what we don't realize is that in reality, the bad guy is wearing jeans, and he's cute, and he's charming, makes you laugh, and you believe in him. You think he's the good guy, and then you realize he's not. I'm right here, Taylor. Come at me, bro. And after listening to this, she's probably like, well, that guy, wow, who hurt him? No, so it's like, she's interested. She thinks he's her Prince Charming. She thinks that this is going to be some big moment this big romance that big love that you read about yeah that's in movies fairy tales and then the reality comes in and you're like oh yeah and so in the video in the video the perspective changes a little bit more because she's supposed to be the other woman who's looking at this guy and it's like this is going to be and then she's kind of seeing like oh it, he there's the there's the grime underneath right yeah okay you peel back the layer of the onion and you start crying mm-hmm for for you, does that lens still stay when you just hear the song, or does it really just is it more emphasized when you watch the video? I think for me, the video is from two thousand and eight, so mm-hmm. it's a little simpler like time, simpler times. Simpler. Young Taylor, a little cheesy for me, but um, for the song, I think it's just a really interesting perspective to go from like this isn't a fairy tale when on this re-recorded the album we also have today as a fairy tale. And love story. So mm-hmm. it's funny to see like the different songs that she's got in this time frame. But this song wasn't even supposed to be on Fearless. She was going to hold it for her next album, Speak Now. But she put it up on this. Did she fight for having, having the song on it? Because Grey's Anatomy wanted to use this song. Oh, sh- it came on oh, to no. Fearless <laughs> on the season five premiere episode. Speaking of it's other, a Grey's Anatomy. other so. prominent women who get their way. Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes. Woo. That, I'm a Shonda Rhimes fan. You know that. So I used to, uh, years ago, walk into the apartment and I could tell the, the feeling of uh, my girlfriend at the time uh, or the, the what was going to happen in the next 10 minutes based upon how deep of a dive she'd gone into Grey's Anatomy watching. And I could just be like, okay, oh, it's this episode. She's been watching this for like five hours now. I got to, uh-oh, something's going to happen. But because of because of this, I could walk in and I could see a certain thing and being like, oh, I know what season we're on. Like I, I without sitting down to watch Grey's all the time, I knew beat for beat what re- relationship progression is going on. How close are we to the plane crash? Like what's going to oh, happen? I don't watch those. I don't rewatch those episodes. Mm-mm. But that woman has made a fantastic empire mm-hmm. of creativity with her various and varying shows. And now sometimes all tied together shows. I know. 
Inventing Anna on Netflix was her. That's her too? Yeah. Oof, I still I gotta watch this show. Because yes, you do. The the lead actress in this is incredibly talented and she's a she's a chameleon. She's great. Yeah. She was fantastic in this show. Like she's she's done a bunch of movies, she's done Ozarks, and like every single time you'll look at her and be like, Is that no, who who is that? I can't because her her voice especially she she can c- control she that like Anna. a mofo mm-hmm. yeah um it's funny because Shonda Rhimes leaves Easter eggs in her work much like Taylor <laughs> leaves Easter eggs and Taylor's cat is named Meredith Gray one of Taylor's cats one of mm-hmm. yeah we've mm-hmm. got Meredith Gray Olivia Benson Benjamin Buttons mm-hmm. yeah one after Brad Pitt you know she apparently didn't get the memo from Shania Twain get it. That don't impress me much. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, they're back on my... All right. I thought I was going to get the crickets on that joke. So she pushes to have this song on Taylor's album so she can use it. Um, So she met with the Grey's Anatomy people because Taylor's a Grey's fan, Mm -hmm. as one is. And she was like, oh, I just wrote this song. I'm going to put it on my next album and she played it acoustically for them and they were like all right well we'll get back to you let us think about it and then they came back and said i want to use this for our season five premiere and here we are so just i need to go back and watch that episode today i think that's my project just skimming uh just my because that's what i I love when you skim skim. so this is the second single released off of fearless yeah it came yeah and then love story Pre love story. You said what? this won a Grammy award. Yeah, this song. The song won two Grammy awards. I don't. I've never best even heard it. Best country vocal and best country song. Huh. So of the the five singles released between September fifteenth, oh eight, and January fourth, two thousand ten, mm-hmm. this is number two. Mm-hmm. Love story. Yep, I heard that. You hate that. That, that yep. could knock it off the radio. You belong with me. Another great one. Heard that. Yeah. Could knock it off the radio. 15 and fearless maybe maybe i heard 15 15 there's still that's no, her, right that's not her that's not her no sounds like it could be her <laughs> it's not her but yeah i never once heard this song really yeah this is my i hear this, this is, song in the grocery store this is uh like most but not all of these songs this is my first time hearing this song wow maybe that's why it's so much my dna is just reacting in yeah a, you haven't been conditioned yet Yes, yes. Okay, I'll play it for you in the car. <laughs> no. It's, um, it is a little sappy. It's a little sweet. It's, but it is a little bit of the like, look, like I peeled back the layer. I didn't like what I saw. I'm removing myself. You can chase me all you want, but I'm out. Well, so just I, I, looking at this song and then in the ma- uh, more of the macrocosm of the album. You had just brought this up, and I I can connect the dots on this. Fairy tale gets brought up a lot on this album. Uh-huh. Love stories gets brought up a lot, uh-huh. and then also I feel like there's the paradigm of Hollywood versus small town is getting brought up a lot. Well, because she's just started to become famous as she's writing this. Her well, first album's out. It got some traction. She's starting to get. I mean, she's meeting with Grey's Anatomy's mm-hmm. producers. Yep. She's starting to kind of get a little taste of the stardom. This is right. This is the album that made Taylor a star. And so it kind of is fitting that it talks a lot about fairy tales and love stories and, you know, all of these kind of big lofty dreams because this is her album making her dreams come true. Right. And it's also the first album that she re-recorded 
of her back catalog. So she now completely owns this album, which won her her Grammys, which started the whole thing with Kanye. You know, it just, it's a very important moment in the Taylor verse. It's not my favorite of the Taylor albums. It does feel a little young to me. It feels a little naive. I don't relate to it the way I would relate to Red. Mm-hmm. But it is an interesting stepping stone into the next well, version of Taylor. Yeah, I mean, this song is very much about that. And I'm going to guess, based on what you were saying about the video even existing, and it's her as the other woman. <laughs> like, it's romancing romance is being dis- discovered. And, like, how it's not always what you think it's going to be. And then when you grow up, you're like, but you know what? It's going to be what I want it to be. It's yeah. not going to just be like... Prince Charming's coming in. Like it, it's it's going to grow. It's going to grow with you, right? But and then I, it's like that little parallel of being like, well, you know, Hollywood is the fairy tale land, Tinseltown, mm-hmm. and you know, being a, a star, being in the big leads, red carpet events, and still, like again, that it's very romanticized, and sometimes you see a little bit of grit. Sometimes it's just a person who makes you laugh in jeans, and you're like, that's that's it. That's all they got. They're not really that cool. Yeah, and. This is something Taylor learned along the way. Well, I think it's also a little bit of the fairy tale ends at the wedding and you don't see what happens. You don't see what happens at the top of the stairwell. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where she's at, where she's like, you're so great. This was great. Oh, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. This is reality. Like that heady beginning of it is so fantastic. You snap back to reality. And you come back. And there goes gravity. Okay, Eminem. Look at I'm just losing myself in this song, in, in this moment? music, in this moment, and you got to own it. You've only got one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. <laughs> this opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Yo, that's rhyme scheme right there. The fact that we just <laughs> did that either ages us. Does it age us? I, I feel younger. Is that that's also around the 2008 time, right? Yeah. Lose yourself. Yeah. Mm, uh, yeah, because this is post eight mile, or is, no, it's, is it? it is eight mile. So, oh, that's this is sooner than this is like two thousand. Lose yourself is like two thousand five, two thousand six, maybe. This is lose yourself beats this song by like three years. Let's go back in time. <laughs> <laughs> the year was two thousand and four. Eminem's gonna get tagged in this somewhere and be like, "Why am I in a Taylor Swift podcast?" Lose yourself, two thousand two. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. I had it. It's 20 years ago. Yeah. I, I had a, I think we probably should have known that off the f- halftime show. Yeah. And that's why, you know, kids were like, who are these people? Like, what is this song? Why is 50 Cent hanging upside down? Yeah. Yeah. We, they never saw the video. MTV wasn't around. You know what I mean? He was in the video upside down. Oh, yeah. Working out. Oh, yeah. Because you can find him in the club. So then a cow <laughs> full of bub. That week. Jeez. All the songs were number one on Apple Music. Oh, all of them. Of People course. were buying them up like crazy sauce. Of I'm still course. listening to Mary J. Blige after that. I actually went through an old hard drive to find all the hip hop songs I used to listen to and made a set list that I listen to now, like I've had since the Super Bowl. It's kind of crazy, and I don't listen to it that much, but when you hear these specific songs, you're all jazzed up. Yeah, it's very like But nostalgic. that's us, because we're old. <laughs> we are. I had a very interesting conversation with a 27-year-old who was born in Ireland about how back in my day, the year was 1987, the Berlin Wall was being torn down. Nintendo had a brilliant idea of they made a video game that sometimes was just one video game, Super Mario. Sometimes it was two video games, Super Mario and Duck Hunt. And sometimes it was three video games, Super Mario, 
duck hunt, and track and field. And if you had the one with three, there were three different controllers you could use. One was the little D-pad, one was the little zapper gun, and one was a pad you put on the ground that you could step on. And they're looking at me like, none of this is true. I was like, no, Nintendo did. This is 1987. They would have one cartridge that could have three games and you'd have three different controllers and the zapper gun would go off of the reflection on the screen. None of this makes sense. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be the old person in the retirement home trying to explain these things. People are like, that, seemed, that doesn't gonna exist. Going to be. Going to be. Like I can afford a retirement home. I know. I'll be I in the street already corner. Already are? Already. Already retired? Wow. I mean, you're only working six days this week, Sam. I don't know what to tell you. Hashtag retire, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Shonda Rhimes. I want to be inventing Anna. If I was smarter in my 20s. If Taylor Swift wrote the theme song for Inventing Anna, would be a hook. My guess is to catch me now. <laughs> oh, Sam. Yeah, yeah I... I Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know you're not a fan. A Grammy it's though, two. I mean, the album won a Grammy. Like this is a pretty deck. This is a very decorated album. Who was she up against that year? I don't know. Let's look. Nobody, nobody, and nobody. Oh, <laughs> don't take away her achievement. But you could see she was probably having a co-writer back then that was assisting her with the fact that hey, you're a new artist. Let's talk about this, that, or the other thing. And those are the kind of people that she needed at that time to help her realize these songs. Including Liz Rose, who helped her co-write this song. You want to get back into this? Give me, baby, just give me one reason and I'll turn it back around. You can't see the look I'm giving him right now, but Jason <laughs> pulled up the crickets for him. All right. So did this song win a Grammy? I think 2009. Garnered critical acclaim at the 2010 Grammy Awards. 2010. The song won the Grammy Award for Best Country Song and Best Female Country Vocal Performance. I think Kate did bring that up already. Yeah. No, I, I'm sorry. Sometimes <laughs> I need to just see it again and refresh it. Is this around the same time that she performs with um, oh, yeah, Gypsy the, Woman? Stevie Nicks. Stevie that Nicks. really terrible. I think that was... What? It, okay. We talked about this early, early on. Yeah. We were talking about Mean... She plays with uh, Stevie Nicks, and the two of them are singing at the Grammys, and when she gets hand in this live performance. When you pull mm. up Taylor's or two thousand Grammy nominees, two thousand ten Grammy winners, mm -hmm. picture Taylor right there, right up top. So she probably was against up against. Uh... So she was recorded for Record of the Year for "You Belong with Me." She won for Album of the Year. She was up for um, Song of the Year. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This is the same year. This she, is the Kanye year. But she also wins the Grammy for Best Female Vocal Performance. Yeah. Performs with Stevie Nicks. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's a mess. That is, okay, that is so all over. The, you win an award for being a, like in the best in your field. You perform, and they're like, that person, we gave them a, an award? They, we should not. We should not even give them a participation prize. Her own production company is yelling at her, being like, or not yelling at, her, but being like, eh, "Yeah, she's not that great. We're not really selling her for her song, like her singing quality." You win an award months late. Ah! like that's crazy. That is goonery. That is straight up goonery. 
like this is what invest uh, I get invested in. Like this is yes, good. Yes, we hear that. This is good soap opera storytelling right here. But oh my, come on, man! This song, I still don't think this is their best vocal performance. And then hearing that this is what won it. For, this is one of the songs that won it for. And then she gets panned trying to do Rihanna or whatever she's singing with Stevie Nicks. Ah, my brain is having a heartache right now. So you know how we keep going back to it's all about the people who are around you protecting you? Yeah, when it came to her and her tribe, yeah. This performance was not protecting Taylor. <laughs> I think they got told, this is the song you're doing. You're singing with this person. You're going to shut up. You're going to do it, and you're going to like it. And she was a kid, and it was a song that wasn't good for her, which it's not. And she em- completely embarrassed herself on the biggest night of her life, which should have been the highest of highs, and now she's getting panned. Mm. Like, yeah, they should never have let her do that song. And it has never happened since. There are certain artists that, you know, okay, we're, you're doing the Pepsi halftime show. We got the rights to do this song. Hey, Fergie, you're going to do Sweet Child of Mine with Slash on, on stage. And Fergie, who can sing, yeah, does uh, just a terrible imitation. Right. <laughs> And it's bad. And that's a choice. They were not like, you're going to sing it like him. You're going to be Axel. She chose to do that. That's why it gets panned. Taylor goes up there and they're saying, you're doing it no matter what. She gets shoehorned in with the author and originator of this piece of work. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, This is not the tribe looking out for her. I don't think the tribe could look out for her. With the Fergie situation, Slash actually likes Fergie's voice. Mm -hmm. He thought she was an incredible singer that could do rock and metal songs. Yeah. He actually has her on a, a track, I think on one of his solo albums. I may have, may have it still somewhere. Um, I thought she could definitely hit these notes, but I didn't see that version on. Yeah. So she, uh, no, Super Bowl. Oh, Super Bowl. Yeah. She's on the Super Bowl stage. She's with that. She's with Slash. And I don't think that she, I'm not, she doesn't have the chops. Like, no, she can sing. But instead of doing like, I'm going to make this my own, it's she puts on her Axl Rose bandana of a voice. And it's like an, Im- it's, it's, it's not even like an, it's not an accurate, it's an imitation. It, it's very much just like someone putting in that little. But take a minute. L- like, let's take a minute here. She's performing on the Super Bowl. People aren't watching the, to see Fergie at this point. They're watching it to see Axl Rose. They're well, not. Well, it's, I'm sorry. Slash. Slash is on stage. They're watching guitar, it for yeah. Slash. Yeah. You know, that's. And so I think at some point when you're standing there and you're up and coming or you're not quite as established and now you've got Stevie Nicks or Slash or mm-hmm. fill in the superstar that you've looked up to that you've bought their records and you're like, I just, maybe can we change some things? Because I can't really do that. And they're like, this is my song. Mm-hmm. So I think like people lose that perspective and then you're like, woof. That was not great. And then instead of being like, oh, how much negotiation went into this? Mm-hmm. And like, Taylor's a baby still. It was 2010. Yeah. So like she's. 20? Yeah. Barely, if that. I mean. When was she? 88? 89. 89. Yeah. So she's turning 21 this year. She's 20. Yeah. yeah. You know, she's standing up there with her idol, singing a song that she grew up with. Knowing that this is not a song that she's made for mm-hmm. on the Grammys, it's fair. She's yeah. had this huge album. It's changed her life. 
She's having a big night. She's won all these awards. And she's like, oh, God. And then the record company, who probably booked this for her, mm-hmm. was like, yeah, well, we know Taylor can't sing, but she writes a great song. Goonery. <laughs> it's shocking that relationship fell apart the way it did. Shocking. And all these hints that this was a bad situation that we're all like, oh, look at that. But it did bring us mean. It did bring us mean. And you do love you some mean. I think, okay, if this is, this is Taylor and Liz writing together, making a song. If this is one of, this, so, I'm, not, I'm not, this is I'm me. just going to give you a little bit of, so Taylor wrote this song, started this song. and was like, ah, it's a mess. I don't know where it's going. Liz, can you help me finish it? They walked in. Finished it in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. If this is the song that won them the Grammy. Yeah. For, for me, it's it's like, I'm not going to reevaluate like, or reappreciate this song more, but it's also just like the story for me is just like, yikes. Like, if <laughs> this is what's pulling at my heartstrings. And then it's making me also think, like, maybe my issue isn't Taylor. Maybe my issue is Liz. Maybe Liz is the one who's rhyming things like this. Or the, All I have to say is maybe. I st- still listen no, to this. No, I don't think so. Because you hated that. Was it Coney Island with Isis? Isis. Come on. And that now. wasn't Liz. And Liz wasn't there. And not even one mention of Coney Island is just in the title. This song could have been called, should have been called Come Around, in my opinion. It, and I can be wrong. Why? Because you say come around. But why you does end the tag on come around? What about rear rear view mirror? It, I mean, rear view mirror is mentioned once. It's mentioned uh, half as much as horses. Why? Why does it have to? Why does the name have to keep being repeated? You hate repetition, but you're mad that she doesn't repeat the song title in the. I'm so confused. Can you just give me one reason? I, we should turn this back around because this is getting. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about white horses for a minute, and then we're going to need to. Uh, um, <laughs> she used the title White Horses. Because, white Horse, yep. White Horse. Because I'm guessing she's looking for that perfect individual. Oh, so yeah. why would she use anything else for this song? It's a very fairy tale imagery. Like your knight in shining armor comes in on a white horse every time. Every time. That's what you're looking for. No, I... I mean, I don't know if you're looking for your knight in shining armor, but... You... I... Um, yes, both of you are correct gold stars. I'm simply being not so... How do we say it? Swift. Swift. I'm just looking at this and being like, I would have done this way. I would have done this way and not win a Grammy. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty successful. She won several Grammys. And I can't believe I've never heard this song before. Well, did you listen to country music uh, 10 years ago? I mean, the country music I listened to 10 years ago was at this time now 50 years or so old. Yeah. Wait, I'm going to blow both of your minds. In one of the reviews, a critic compared it to Jolene positively and said Dolly Parton would be proud of Taylor on this song. I get the dice out. (laughs) Oh, we forgot about the dice. (laughs) uh, This is not comparable to Jolene. Okay, well... There is a Jolene by, uh, what is it, Ray LaMontagne? Mm-hmm. That's much better than Dolly Parton's Jolene. I think what you need to, mm, I'm going to fight wow. you on that. That song is one of the greatest. He wrote an a, a absolutely stunning song called Jolene. And it is 
Jolene. It's an emotionally charged, beautiful ballad. Okay. I've listened to it. I would say listen to that version and then uh, do yourself a favor and listen to Dolly Parton at 16 BPM, Jolene. No, I'm not interested at, at all. It is so good. I'm not going to. It's fantastic. Have you guys seen Ray LaMontagne live? I have not. Oh, it's such a great show. Now, it wasn't years ago, but he's cleaned up his act. I've seen him twice, and every time his show is magical. Um, Sam, I can't find the dice. It's okay. I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. Four. Red? Red. You feel good about red? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're doing red. Okay. And you we're have gonna- one through 30. <sighs> 27. You're going to regret that. Forever Winter. All right. We're going to Red. Next week, we're doing Forever Winter from Red. It's a vault song from her re-recording. As we spring into delusion, we are going to be in a Forever Winter. As hopefully we are springing into spring. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. You're going to be so excited. I really uh, am kind of hoping that when you whispered, you're going to regret this, that I do. <laughs> but at the same point, you can't be in the weeds if you don't give a darn. You can't you can't be overwhelmed if you're, you're you are questioning Taylor Swift's writing abilities. No, no, and you're no, using... no, no. The qu- the question isn't like can. The question is why? Why this thing? Why why not Isis? Isis Nobody likes Isis. Nobody like okay. We are going to wrap this up. We are going to put a pin in it. We can have this fight about Isis again. <laughs> it will live to see another day. People on our Instagram will have their conversations about it. We are going to take a minute, take a breath, and say thank you for listening. If you don't already listen, if you don't already subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't already listen, how are you listening? Thanks to viewers like you. <laughs> um Tune in next week. Also, in the meantime, follow us on the socials. Make sure you like, rate, subscribe, view, all of the above on all of the platforms. Thank you all for listening again on episode 31. This has been a fairy tale. Sam, I'm just waiting for my white horse. White horses. All right. Thanks again for listening. Bye. Bye.